On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, a couple of Toronto Blue Jays make their way west for a camp with the Strive baseball program. Welcome to episode 67 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. We first chatted with Drayton Valley's Shane Dawson about a year ago when he invited Toronto Blue Jays catcher and former teammate Danny Jansen to his new Strive Baseball program in Calgary. This past summer, Dawson, a Prairie Baseball Academy product, served as pitching coach for Team Alberta at the 2019 Canadian Women's National Championships in Okotoks, where the team won bronze. Our own Ian Wilson sat down with Dawson recently as he opened up a new camp with a couple of fresh Blue Jays faces. First question I have for you. Um, last year you got Danny Jansen out here. This year Anthony Alford, uh, Ryan Baraki. Uh, how do you keep getting Toronto Blue Jays out here in the middle of winter? <laughs> uh, I convinced them that a trip to Banff is worth it, really. But uh, no, these guys really, really like giving back to the communities and helping baseball grow in Canada. And you know they're good buddies of mine and you know I feel like they have the same passion for the game as I do whether it's um, them on the mound or helping somebody else on the mound or in the outfield base running and I just think they have a passion for the game that transcends the big league level. How important do you think it is uh, getting that major league talent in a place like Calgary that doesn't have easy access to it? I think it gives the kids um, you know an immediate visual of what it takes to get to the big leagues or or even college or a certain team that they're trying to aspire for um, you know with the way these guys talk about how they prepare um, on and off the field and you know the way they go about their work in here I think it, it gives the kids a good barometer of what they have to do to to get to that next level I was saying before I started the tape recorder uh, that uh, you I saw you in the summer uh, coaching the, the women athletes uh, tell me about that uh, experience and, and what did you uh, how did you feel about uh, your coaching time there? Um, I had a great time um, being the pitching coach for the women's Alberta team. You know, they were very receptive, um, you know, and I think they went in there with the right mindset. They used it as an opportunity for uh, to showcase their skills to try out for Team Canada. And, you know, I think a lot of our players did a really good job of that, and I was really proud of um, how much effort and how much heart they put into the game. We had girls diving all over the place. We had uh, our catcher making some pretty crucial blocks and making some pretty crucial throws down to second base and our pitchers were battling competitive in the strikes and we didn't lose any of our games because we weren't throwing strikes so you know as a coach that makes it easy for me and um, you know it gives me something to to look forward to next year and come back with some more ammo hopefully we can take down teams like Ontario and Quebec. From my point of view and of course I'm biased it seems like the Alberta female baseball players are we've got a lot of talent there it's a great mm -hmm. talent pool how do you assess the the level of the caliber of play in the, in the female game i think we have probably the best core of 16 to 22 year old girls in in canada and you know once the girls get more experience playing together and, and playing in those high octane high leverage type situations i think a lot of it'll come come more naturally as they get older and you know i think as far as I saw, we, we have a chance to become a powerhouse in, in baseball in Canada. Tell me a little bit about your transition from player to, to coach now. What's, is that, uh, what's that been like for you? I would say the hardest part for me was learning to um, 
give the kids the knowledge that I have in a way that they can understand it. There's a lot of, um, you know, high level lingo and, and all that stuff that, uh, you know, as a as a 24 year old in pro ball, you don't think about dumbing things down. I don't want to say dumbing things down, but mm-hmm. making it easier for them to understand and finding different ways to explain things and um, making it relatable to the kid. That's I feel like that was the hardest part, but. Uh, you know, with this program growing, I feel like a lot of these kids are coming in with the right mindset. we got kids who want to work hard, and it makes it easier on myself. Um, and it gives me a lot more opportunities to, to grow as a coach as well. Uh, tell me a little bit about Strad Baseball. It's a relatively new program, mm-hmm. and, and your role has kind of expanded within that. Yeah, so I started being the head coach, and, you know, I... I was kind of granted the opportunity to set up the Danny Jansen camp that we had last year, and um, from there, it's kind of turning into uh, more of a player director role and putting teams together because now we have a lot more interest in the program because of the things that uh, we're able to do with the help of, of other people as well. But, um, you know, I think we're really moving in the right direction. Being a development-based program, I think, is something that a lot of parents are looking looking towards and not just... Um, not just paying for the name, they're paying for the, the experience, which I feel like we do a really good job of not just making it about baseball. Tell me, uh, last question for you, just about the, the baseball scene in Calgary. How do you view it? Uh, what's your assessment of, of where we're at? I'm still pretty new to Calgary, and, and the demographic of baseball is still things, something that I'm still learning as well, right? Um, but, you know, I feel like there's a, there's a core group of of guys who really care about baseball in Calgary and they're doing we're all doing our best to uh, advance baseball in Calgary and make it something that's more um, more accessible uh, more fulfilling like hockey has done a really good job of in, in Alberta and hopefully we can eventually be on par with them. Awesome well Shane thank you for joining us on the podcast Absolutely. and continued success uh, at the end of 2019 and into 2020. I appreciate it thank you. Next up is Blue Jays left-hander Ryan Barucki. The 25-year-old left-hander is coming off an injury-plagued 2019 where he only saw action in a total of four games, including two with Toronto. That after being very productive in 2018, going 4-6 and six with a 3.87 ERA and 17 Major League starts. Obviously, he hopes to stay healthy going into the new year. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So uh, I was just asking you uh, off air here, uh, what brought you to Calgary in November, <laughs> I mean, Thanksgiving just, weekend? I was a, um, I mean, Shane Dawson, like the head guy here, he's, me and him were really good friends uh, through our years in the minor leagues together. So, I mean, he called me and asked me if I could come and help. And I mean, I jumped all over the opportunity. I've never been to Calgary before. I'm super excited to explore the city a little bit while I'm here. It's a little cold. I moved down. I'm from Chicago originally, but I moved down to Florida, so my blood's a little thin right now. So it is a little cold here, but it's going to be worth it. Working with all these kids, and if we had a first good session with uh, 10 to like 14s, and looking forward to this session today. Any big plans in terms of sightseeing or going out to I think, see I think we're going to go see Banff on Monday. So, so I've I've never been in the mountains ever in my life, so I'm very excited to go see that. I heard it's beautiful there, so I'm very I'm going to take a lot of pictures. That's yeah. for sure. It, it's I'm glad to hear you say that. It's it's definitely worth checking yeah, out. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, let's talk a little baseball. Um, first off, your rookie campaign, fantastic. Last year, obviously, some some injury issues, bone spurs. Um, how do you approach uh, this this season uh, and, and just 
kind of trying to get back to that 2018 campaign that you had? I mean, obviously, just I've been working really hard just trying to get back. Um, obviously, it was a very frustrating year this year. Uh, never really pitched pain-free. It was a lot of pain throughout that year, so I just decided to shut it down and get surgery and just have that clear mind going into this season. But been throwing for about three weeks. Feels really good. Just been really working hard. Been moved down to Dunian to work with our trainers and our weights coaches and everybody there and I mean they've been getting me ready Uh, my body already feels in the best shape that I've ever been in so hopefully this year coming to spring training I'm be coming into spring training fully ready to go try to win a job in that starting rotation and then just pick up where I left off in 2018. We hear a lot about oh the Blue Jays you know it looks like everything's table set in terms of the infield the position players they need pitching they need Mm -hmm. pitching uh, do you, uh, I mean, how do you approach that? Do you take that as an insult or motivation, or what do you what do you do with that? I mean, if we, anything, I mean, we just take it how is it how it is. You know, what I mean, I mean, we have a lot of good pitching, pitchers in our organization that are very good and very worthy to be in that big league rotation. But I mean, there's only five spots, and um, and I want to be one of them. And I proved I proved myself, and I feel like I proved to a lot of people that I could be successful in the big leagues in 2018. Last year there was a little hiccup, but I can't like my mindset that's the same I'm here to help that team as much as I can and I'm trying to win my job Danny Jansen was here last year maybe he gave you the 411 on yeah. what the trip was like but um, we asked him at the time about Vlad and Biggio and Bichette and the guys who at that point hadn't really played too much now they've they've got a season under their belt uh, what uh, what did you see from those players uh, specifically, and and just what they were able to do? I mean, just being able to adjust to the big leagues, like big league game. You know, I mean, it's way different than anything in the minor leagues, and um, all three of them really stepped up to the plate. Uh, they, I mean, they came to the park ready to play every day, and I mean, some guys had more success than the others, but I mean, they they still all three of them finished strong and they play hard. You know, what I mean, you never you never question how hard those guys are going to be playing. They come to the park ready to go every game. And, I mean, they're talented. Then they're some of those guys are like most talented players I've ever played with. So it's just cool watching them begin their their hopefully superstar careers you know what i mean just being able to sit and watch them play it's it's fun to be able to just sit there sit back and watch them play every day it can be challenging when the, the team collectively isn't isn't doing well and you you know obviously people are expecting a few more losses than a few more years ago uh from toronto mm-hmm. uh, how do you kind of go in there and maintain uh, motivation and, and not let you know smaller crowds and and the, the win-loss record get to you I mean, it's just, I mean, we're still still playing in the big leagues. And I mean, a lot of guys are still trying to get their feet wet, and me included. We're still trying to figure out where we belong in this in the game and where we, how we can bring a part and a part to win, help this team win. And I think everyone's right now, since when I got called up, our average age was 32, and now it's 26. So we're still trying to figure it out. I mean, it might take a year, it might take a couple of years, but and we might be good next year. We might come out firing and be hot. I mean, we, we are definitely capable of being a, a playoff contending team this year. We have the talent. It's just putting everything together and just buying into what we want to do. What does a successful 2020 look like for you individually as a, as a pitcher? I mean, obviously stay healthy, make all my starts, 
And if I could do all those things, I know, I know, I believe in myself that the results will be there. You know what I mean? My biggest issue has always been getting injured. It never was certain pit, like performing wise. It's like when I've been healthy, I know I can perform at the highest level. So it's just the biggest thing for me. If I can make all 30 starts and stay healthy the whole year, that'll be a successful season for me. Is there anything, last question for you, is there anything <clears throat> specifically that you're working on or focusing on heading into, uh, like either in the off season now or heading into spring training? I mean, just getting my body ready, get my elbow ready, and then I might have a little surprise with a different kind of pitch coming in. Oh, yeah. I won't, won't go into no details. No spoiler alerts? No spoiler alerts, but I'll <laughs> definitely have, I think I'll definitely have another pitch in the arsenal next year that hopefully can separate me and really springboard me to be one of those, one of the better pitchers in the rotation. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thanks for joining us well, on the thanks podcast. Thanks for having me. And, for having uh, me. Best of luck in 2020. Appreciate it. And finally, Anthony Alford is another 25-year-old in that young Blue Jays core. He played in 16 games for the Jays last season, spending most of the year in AAA with the Buffalo Bisons. The former college football quarterback is ranked 10th on the Blue Jays' top prospects list and is hoping to stick around for good in 2020. Welcome to the podcast, Anthony. Thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about um, just, I guess, your approach to this season. You're a 25-year-old guy. Uh, you're kind of in that, that range where it's kind of put up or shut up in mm-hmm. many ways. How do you kind of come into 2020? Um, really just competing, really. Just just, just lay it all out. Um, whatever happens, happens. Just really controlling what I control. Um, I mean, I know my situation. Um, it's kind of like I have to make the team out of camp. Um, but I'm, I'm really just going to spring training, just giving my best and um, try to show what I have in all aspects of the game, offensively, um, defensively, and on the base path. You had a solid season uh, in Buffalo last year. I think mm-hmm. you had your uh, most, your longest uh, stretch of games in the majors last year as well. Mm-hmm. One, the highlight of that, uh, obviously, your first career home run. Uh, yeah. can, can you walk us through that uh, that uh, uh, extra inning marathon and uh, yeah. what that at bat and experience was like? Yeah, it was. It was. Um, I definitely wasn't expecting to get three at bats that night. I, I mean, I came in a pinch run for Billy McKinney, um, and we just kept going back and forth. Both teams were scoring runs, and um, I mean, I had really three really good at bats. Um, and I've never really been the type of player to come off the bench. I've always just, you know, um, started like in the minor leagues coming up. Um, but in the majors, it was kind of different, knowing like the situation with all the outfielders, and I knew that they was going to use me like defense replacement, um, coming in spot starts, pinch running. So in different phases of the game, pinch hitting. Um, yeah, I just you just have to kind of be ready at that level at all times especially in Toronto it seems like in many ways the land of opportunity for for prospects mm-hmm. right uh, you've got you've got such a young team and uh, you know you see the names Vlad and, and Biggio and Bichette those mm-hmm. those guys kind of take a lot of the, the spotlight but it really is uh, a lot of opportunities for you to step in and make a name for yourself as well is yeah that how you look at it yeah 100 <clears throat> percent Honestly, anytime you get to put a jersey on and step in between lines, it's an opportunity because even at the minor league level, they get scouts at every game. Um, and you always plan not only for the team that you want a jersey for, but every other team in the major leagues. Um, so it's, it's just like a real big showcase every every game, and it, that's how you got to kind of treat it sometimes. You really just want to go out there and help the team win and just showcase your talent. You know, I asked uh, Ryan this. With, with Toronto, the expectations are – low uh, in terms of win-loss and, and making playoffs and that, that kind of thing. Uh, you don't see quite as many uh, fans in the stands last year as previous years. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of keep that from, from uh, being, being something that 
doesn't motivate you going forward? Um, I mean, you really can't really get caught up into all that. You really just got to go out there and do your part, whatever it is that night. Um, I mean, like, people can say the expectations are low for Toronto, but I think in, in the clubhouse we have high expectations for ourselves um, and really want to just go out there and compete. Like, it's, it's a lot of talent in that locker room, and I think in September, like, you kind of got a flash of um, the young talent that's up there. Um, like, we had a few weeks where we just ran off and just, like, we was playing, like, Boston, New York, Tampa. Like, we was really giving those guys a run, and we won a few of those series. And, um, and I think you, you can just see flashes of what it's going to be like in the future with, like I said, like that, that core of, like, Vladdy and Bo and Pizio and um, Rowdy. Um, like, just really getting, getting up there and getting hot in September. I remember Danny Jansen was here last year, and we asked him about uh, Vlad and, and Biggio and Bichette. And, uh, he said, watch out for these guys. We've we've seen them now for a little bit. Uh, what, is there anything that uh, really surprises you or stands out with uh, with those uh, players in particular? Mm. Yeah, with them three, I think the biggest thing is, like, um, like they don't really fold under pressure. Like, they're, they're just that discipline at the plate. They're... Um, their poise, um, like just their ability to put together good at bats against elite pitching. What does a successful 2020 look like for for Anthony Alford? Been in the big leagues all year. Um, <laughs> really, just being up there and 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 producing and um, and bringing something to the table every day to help the team win. Uh, last question for you. You're uh, you're a football guy. You played mm -hmm. at a very high level of football. How on earth did uh, Shane Dawson convince you to come up here? Thanksgiving weekend yeah, yeah. To, to Calgary in November. Yeah, I mean, me and Dawson, Dawson one of the first people that I met, and I think he know if he, if he asked me for a favor, then I'm, I'm going to do it for him because I, I I think a lot of them, and we kind of came up through the minor leagues together at every level, and we've been pretty good friends. And so, of course, like somebody like that, if he asked me for a favor, I'm going to jump up and do it. As long as I didn't miss Thanksgiving meal, he said, look, man, I know you want to be there for Thanksgiving. We'll just fly you out the day after Thanksgiving. And this is a part of the country, like, I like to travel, so it was a Have good opportunity. Have you been to Calgary before? No, nah, first time. Um, and the only person in Canada I've been was Toronto, so okay. it was a chance me and my wife to come up here and sit a different part of the country. Great. And you guys are going to Banff, I think? Yeah, Monday. Good, good yeah. stuff. You'll like that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, all the best in 2020. Thank you for joining us on the podcast, and uh, yeah, all the best. Thanks. Thanks again to Shane Dawson, Ryan Barucki, and Anthony Alford for joining us on the podcast this week. And a big thanks to Ian for lining up the interviews once again. We'd also like to thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast. We have a couple more episodes coming your way before the Christmas break. So don't forget to subscribe or follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean so you don't miss a moment of the action. Until next time, thanks again for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.